As Fonnie Willis was testifying today, one particular book played a notable role in the case that Trump and his co-defendants attorneys were trying to make. We've been uh, bombarded with a book, Find Me the Votes. So you gave interviews to the authors of this book? I have not read this book. Can you show me where that is? Because this is where you put the tab. You, you saw the book here, uh, Find Me the Votes. I'm a little wary of entering an entire 300-page book because I don't know exactly what every single line. The title of the book, of course, is A Hard-Charging Georgia Prosecutor, A Rogue President, and the Plot to Steal American Election. The full title of that book is Find Me the Votes, A Hard-Charging Georgia Prosecutor, A Rogue President, and the Plot to Steal an American Election. Of course, a reference to Donald Trump's request to the Georgia Secretary of State, a notorious one. The authors of that book, Michael Isakoff and Daniel Clydman, are here with me tonight. One, I, I mean, I hope this was great for book sales, given this uh, was being aired on every single cable network and they were showing the literal cover uh, of your book. But Michael, let me start with you because what the attorneys were focusing on was one single paragraph about Fonnie Willis's finances in your book. I, I kind of wonder if when you heard this today, you were wondering if they're missing the point of the other 324 pages. Well, they actually missed the point of the paragraph that they were asking about uh, because there is a, a passage in the book uh, in which we're talking about uh, and quoting Fonnie Willis about the financial troubles she was having after she ran for a judgeship in 2018 and lost. And she was talking about how she was drained, she was a single mother at that point, uh, and she wasn't. Uh, she didn't have a lot of clients in her uh, in her law firm, and um, she was struggling. And she talked about that, and that that was a, a, that was a reason that she hesitated when about running for DA in 2020. But if they had read the next couple of paragraphs of the book, they would have understood that after her concerns about her financial troubles in 2018, uh, she was appointed to a judgeship. Uh, she got a healthy salary from that. Her law practice improved and her finances were fairly uh, much better at the time. So, you know, if they had read the book a little more closely, which I hope your viewers will do, um, they'll see that they really kind of mischaracterized uh, what we were saying there. Yeah, Daniel, I imagine that you didn't, when you were writing this book and y'all were reporting this out, that you probably didn't think this, this paragraph would be such a central focus of this hearing. But it, it's because the money matters here, and that's, that's key to the allegations that they are making against the district attorney. I mean, I wonder what stood out to you as you were listening to that today and, and how they were talking about your book. It, it, well, I was in the courtroom and it was a little bit of an out of body experience uh, hearing them uh, mention the book title, um, you know, talk about entering it into evidence and, and all these lawyers scrutinizing our words. But yeah, the point that they were trying to make uh, was that this was evidence uh, that Fonnie Willis um, was, uh, you know, hired Nathan Wade and, 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 and took on this Trump case uh, because they saw an opportunity to enrich themselves. Uh, and she needed it because she was destitute, uh, according to uh, their interpretation of our book. But as Mike just said, they distorted uh, our account. Uh, and the reality is that she was actually doing quite well then. Her concern was running another race, pouring in some of her own money and ending up uh, in that position, you know, once again. And, and so, um, you know, it, it, it uh, I'm, look, I'm not surprised. Lawyers uh, take whatever um, uh, evidence they have, facts they have, they throw them against the wall and see what sticks. 
Uh, but she actually, when she testified, she sort of corrected the record, and her account was very consistent with what we wrote in the book. Yeah, but Michael, what I couldn't get over is, as someone who has, has seen your book and knew what it was about, is that these are the co-defendants, attorneys, for the people who were indicted for trying to overturn the election in the state of Georgia, which is what your entire book is focused on, that effort and just the lengths that they went to. And they're citing your book, but trying to prove a different point. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the really surreal uh, aspect of this is that we spent all day delving into the personal sex lives of the DA and her um, uh, and, and the special prosecutor she hired. Um, you know, they didn't really get all that much to advance their case. They had the one witness uh, who contradicted them, but she was vague. She didn't have any specifics. She had been fired by Fonnie Willis. So there was that. But, you know, all of which is a huge distraction from what the case is all about and what our book is all about, which was a rather elaborate conspiracy uh, to overthrow the results of an election. And, you know, all the serious matters we talk about in the book and which are part of the case, the pressure on state officials, the blatantly false testimony by Rudy Giuliani at a, at a Georgia legislature that led to all the threats against election workers like uh, Ruby Freeman, the fake electors, the cyber heist raid in, in, in Coffee County, rural Georgia. You know, all of that is almost forgotten, and instead we're talking about something that really has no but bearing Kate, on the yeah. evidence at all. And, and Caitlin, that's that's what precisely what underscores why this is so problematic for Fonnie Willis, because, mm -hmm. uh, because the last thing she wants uh, is for uh, people and, you know, potential jurors out there um, and the public uh, not to be focused on um, the really serious uh, matters underlying this case. And, it, and the problem is for a, you know, a, a district attorney who's bringing such a serious uh, set of charges to, to herself become a witness um, in, in a spectacle like this and, and at least for a short period here uh, lose, uh, lose the moral high ground. Now, I, I think, um, you know, this, this could, if, if she is not disqualified, um, if, if the case um, uh, yeah. continues, you know, It'll be part of the narrative, but I think she could get back on track here and bet, get the focus back on the underlying issues, which is, you know, the threat to democracy by, by an attempt, a serious attempt to subvert an election.